Hello and welcome to episode 52 of Mooncast. Got Joe back on the phone um, and Jack with us as well. So it was last time we did one where I had both of you on it. I, I really liked it. So I thought I'd try and do, do more with the trio. Um, trio? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so hi, Joe. Hey there. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, good. Good to have you back again for another one of our, our sort of routine now, routine talk about a new box. <laughs> yeah, it's um, great. I look forward to these. <laughs> yeah, no, so do I, because I, I, I like these ones because we always have a really obvious, We have, I mean, I know we'll go on tangents, but we have a clear focus. We're going to talk <laughs> about these four, these four models, what we're going to do. Um, it's cool. Yeah, so we're talking about the, the well, when this is being released, is they're, they're pretty new. Talking about the Weirdwood and Gump boxes, um, or the Tree Folk boxes, might call them. There's one that's not a Tree Folk, but um, so yeah. So we'll do our normal thing. We'll go through kind of each card and talk about the sort of strengths and possible weaknesses. We'll talk about troop builds with them, and we'll also talk about how to beat them. Do the counter for them as well. I think we'll start. We'll start with the weird wood box. If that's right. I think that leads in better to Gump rather than the other way around. When I, when I was looking at it, I thought, and I think we we'll start with the three and then go to the big, the big one afterwards. Um. So I, I think, yeah, I think we'll start with Snag. That's all right, Joe. First, I don't know who you've got up ready, but we'll start with Snag. Yeah, it works for me. <laughs> Cool, right. Uh, so yeah, just in case anyone's not got this yet, I'll obviously I'll go through the card first, and then um, Joe, who's obviously heavily um, involved in the sort of design and playtesting, will talk us through a bit. I'd, like, I'd quite like to hear some of the history of it because I, I we playtested these once, I think, together, didn't we, a while ago? Possibly. And I, I playtested these with Tom like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> when they were in very early stages, yeah. they didn't even they, they didn't even have artwork, I don't think. I think we just well, used a, a paper doll that had snag written on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, um, just well, just over a year ago, the true focus of concept didn't exist. But I'll, I'll get onto that in a bit. Okay. So my company, you go. Must be six months ago then. It's quite well, a while. It was just ago, over a year ago. It was like it was a while back. But yeah. I, I'll, I'm sure I'll get onto it. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so snag. So snag has as we've got a new keyword that's not appeared before which is the tree folk keyword he's got he's a tree folk and a spirit he's got melee four uh range two get range two arcane three evade plus two so it's quite a cheap it, um, it's quite a big one isn't it snag i haven't built my model yet but a, a plus yeah. two on one that's it's not big an individual big. not an individual box like like gump is an individual box so it's plus two but okay plus two big one he it's got a i think this is a it's wood Woodfoot is a new one isn't it, it? hasn't been used yeah yeah Woodfoot is a new um passive ability um so this character can dog over may dog over wooded patches because you've got things like um sure-footed um so for example jada and when they go but got sure-footed which means they can jump over Water features and wooded patches, and spend one less energy for traverse actions. Yes, the stag is target. just, yeah, very much targeted, just <laughs> dog over wooded patches. 
Um, then it's got splintered branches. This character deals impact or piercing. They in melee they get plus one. Um, and this bit I really I really like these 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 parts of it. Um, accursed, accursed. When an enemy targets this character with an arcane action, you may reveal green X or green whatever number from your resist hand before any cards are played. After resolving the current action, the enemy model suffers X minus one wound, where X is the value of the revealed card. Great, got a green three. It's like, <laughs> two damage back to you, um, which is fun. Um, then it's got Vengeance. Uh, if a friendly character is slain or reduced to zero wounds, the first time this model uses an arcane ability this turn, it doesn't need to spend any energy. So is that, oh yeah, friendly. So a friendly character dies um, nearby. I like that all reduced to zero wounds. Does that include things like if Klaus goes down and gets back up again? Yep, that includes <clears throat> that includes Klaus the Revenant and a another model in this box. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that was a momentary brain fog. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Cool. That's always a fun one. And then uh, Snag's got one arcane ability called Deadwood Curse. Um, cost three, eight inch range. Target gains Deadwood Curse. During the discard step, this character and all friendly models, this character within three, suffer one wound until this character is slain. The catastrophe being that this character, so Snag, suffers two wounds, and all other models within three suffer two wounds as well. Quite a, quite a catastrophic catastrophe, actually. Um, but also quite a fun curse. And I'm also assuming that you can cast it on multiple people. Um, uh, yep. So if you have, you could end up with a few people in the enemy troop with Deadwood Curse, and therefore they all suffer wounds multiple times. Um, yeah. Oh, it, it can be pretty horrific when you stack those curses up, and you, you don't yeah. need, need to spread it out on troops, you, uh, sort of onto different models in the troops. You can just repeatedly keep targeting the same person and just stacking Deadwood Curse on, upon them multiple times. Yeah, because everything, everything stacks, doesn't it? So you can do it on the yeah. same one twice, then they would suffer two wounds, and every model oh, within. Oh, that's horrific. Yeah. Um, within two wounds, yeah. Because everything in Windstone does stack, unless. Otherwise stated, basically. Um, I mean, on some models, like um, like some Matt McGimble, who's not too evasive and wants people to be clumped up around her all the time. Yeah. It's really, yeah, really you, good gnomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're playing gnomes into snag, you need to be really careful about your positioning or have a yeah. plan to kill him because it doesn't matter if snag pops like two or five curses on your known models the second snag dies all those curses disappear so it's, it's, it's worth knowing about if you've got a really tightly bunched up troop oh yeah i see i, I see you mean because until, until i, I kind of reread that because until this character is slain is outside of the brackets yeah um like i thought that deadwood curse stays on until the model with deadwood curse dies it's not it's until snag dies yeah exactly right. so okay, it's, yeah, yeah it's, so yeah if it's getting really bad, then just gun for snag and try and kill yeah, them. Yeah, it's kind of a, a, a counter, really, isn't it, for it? Um, yeah. For that, so how brutal Deadwood Curse can be is that snag then becomes quite a target. Um, yeah. Oh, we, we've we got to evade against. Um, it's got yeah, a, really it's do. Got 11, it's got 11 health. Yeah. So um, can survive a bit. And then, yeah, so I'll finish off talking about the uh, the model. 
Um, it's got 11 health, 3 energy. So good to be was on rising attack called Hex. Damage becomes magical. Um, so Deadpool doesn't get the bonus for impact and piercing if, does, if, um, if they do this. Um, it goes 0, 0, 0, 1, 1, 1. <laughs> yeah, someone likes more code. So <laughs> um, not a lot of damage. Uh, but the interesting thing is if the enemy, enemy suffered no wounds during the round of melee, the enemy model then gains Deadwood Cursed. Um, There's another way of dealing Deadwood Cursed, which is quite fun. Um, like you, you, I, I was like Snag could go into combat with two people, hit one of them, Deadwood Cursed that one, hit the next one, Deadwood Cursed that one, <laughs> or just Deadwood Cursed the same one three times. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it is super, super, super fun against Freya, because Freya's going to keep trying to get can't hit me yeah. can't hit me can't hit me okay uh and snag doesn't you know snag doesn't care okay suffer no wounds that's fine by me you are now cursed yeah <clears throat> and there's, there's who else has got um can't hit me tito um, and herbert tito, yeah. and fox herbert, yeah. and foxglove if they're close enough to um one yeah. of those three yeah but it's also, it's also sorry, i never we're kind of moving on now it's also good against things like um eric who might like run off Hmm. I think I think he's on a low guard, isn't it? He's, he's like swapping yeah. places a bit. He's on a low well, guard. Well, it's funny you mention that. It it kind of um because it's a rising attack that also deals damage to a low guard as well. I mean, it's only one, but it is guaranteed. Yes, yeah. but what I'm saying is, if the mm -hmm. enemy suffered no wounds, so if yeah, what I mean is that is that what could be funny is because I, I was thinking, I was thinking, yeah, I've got, I've got getting ahead of myself with my thinking is that <laughs> if you did it on Eric. And he did his, his actually no, that'd be okay. No, yeah, he did his low guard ability. I think it's a low guard. Let me find Eric. It's not anything like him. No, yeah. it's where he swaps places with someone twice uh, away. Yeah, yeah. So I think you could do it on him. So he swaps places with someone, and you do it on the person he swaps places with. Mm. Um, but I think it's, it's a, a low guard, which case he would suffer one wound. Yeah. Which would mean that he wouldn't get cursed. Correct. Um, so that wouldn't work on him. Um, but it does mean you can do it on things like it's good against things like um, Fancy Hat because Fancy Hat decides to offload those wounds onto uh, oh onto yeah gotcha. he still gets cursed <laughs> yep <laughs> it's like ha, ha, ha. you to offload some more wounds or Diana for example or any noble actually who, who <laughs> all the problems thing as well um, yeah there's lots of really janky roundabout ways where an opponent technically suffers no wounds and you can curse people with it it's yeah. super fun to play with and yeah, but... i mean if you're drawing rising attacks really well you can stack huge number of curses on one model very quickly if you if you get two rising attacks does it does it double oh yeah. Stack? yeah oh I yeah it, i thought it would <laughs> i thought it would because it, it would stack so yeah i thought it would so like if they do a high guard and you do two rising attacks um You'll curse them twice. Yep. Because it's hilarious. It is um, why not? Um, and I, I, also, I mean, what's really good, what's, what's, what's really good, what's really good about that, and it's just, uh, I haven't tried to look at these cards too much before recording this, is if you've got a model that's on, that doesn't have, it's really good against fairies. Model doesn't, doesn't, doesn't start with a lot of health, but you know that they'll be able to get healed. You just curse them four times. At the beginning of the next turn, they just take four wounds, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and therefore being being healed was kind of relevant because they're going to start the next turn. It's in it's in the during the discard step, so they'll take the wounds before they replenish energy. 
Yeah, d- discard steps basically the end of the turn and replenishes the start of the turn. So yeah, it will be yeah. suffering wounds, then generating energy. So yeah. Tom, I think I'm trying to think of is there much else that does damage in the discard step? I no, I think this is the first um, well thing that's gone to release with um, an effect yeah. in the discard step. Yeah, it sort of uh, jolted me, got caught my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think we're different. Um, I mean, if anyone, I mean, it was ages and ages ago, um, recalled playtesting some of the really early Leisure Vault stuff, you might actually, um, some of these um, things might seem a little familiar because this is originally a, an ability which was going to be on Danica. Well, at least it was, it had a different name and a slightly different effect, but it, it didn't make it to her in the end. And it was, I mean, it seems such a cool way to get it back into the game, like on a, you know, this is dead spooky tree. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I, it just I remember sung. having a curse, yeah. yeah. A curse that did something. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's great. It's, it's really it's awesome. Um, mm. And only the only reason I haven't built my models yet is because I can't find my super glue anywhere. It's really annoying. Because I just, sorry, I'm going to this proper tangent. Um, I've, all, I've almost painted all my models. I've almost painted all my models. Um, I was like, oh, look at this. I've almost got an entirely painted collection of Moonstone models with every single Moonstone model. And I, mean, I mentioned it before, but I'm going to do a video on it when I've got them all done. And I was like, oh, damn it. Now there's four more to paint. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, three of them are trees, and trees are a bit easier to paint. Brown. <laughs> it's more brown green so they i think i think i'll find these quicker and easier to paint than some other moonstone ones because yes and this is a, like, this is a ridiculous tangent now but i'm talking about the models <laughs> but um one of the <laughs> things i often find hard about painting moonstone models is like coming up with the actual scheme in the first place thinking about how i want to paint. once i decided right that's what i'm gonna do i can get done fairly quickly but um whereas these ones i'm pretty much gonna paint them off the box art to be honest um, I might do I might do Draino a bit different. I might do her skin dark just for the fun of it. Ooh. Um, I quite like making a few of the. Cool. Um, well, I like I like changing some of the skin tones of uh, like my glue model has got dark, basically dark blue skin, Ooh. really dark, like almost grey. Um, um, and a couple of the ones I made them well, essentially black as opposed to white. Um, and I was just I like a bit of variety, so I might make. Green mm. of dark skinned as well. Um, or I could do a half, half and half. Mm. Like, I mean, like her leg, like white, for want of a better word. I do apologize. I don't mean to be racist. <laughs> Make her, her leg sort of Caucasian, but her face could be African American. <laughs> anyway, that was a ridiculous tangent to go around. I also put it right. pretty much by myself. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're, you've got me think about how I'm going to paint them now because. I'm I'm having fun with the what, the Vallejo um, Express colors at the moment, so it'll definitely be something with that. And then, I mean, it'll probably be messing around with the browns in that set, and then doing some various dry brushing. But um, I've seen that it's it's they're not just trees; they've got like loads of small bits of details on them. So I feel like I'll yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that, and then I'll go. Oh, I've painted all of these leaves brown. Okay, let me just make them green. Oh, I've painted this mouse brown. Okay, let me just turn that white. And oh, I've painted this little vine. It, uh, yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't wait to get cracking on with them. But um, and, yeah, and I, I haven't even thought one go Janya yet. Yeah, that one's going to be a fun one as well. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, definitely an interesting one. 
that one. Um, to, to come back away from the tangent, do apologise, listeners. <laughs> you know, you love our tangents, really. If you didn't like tangents, you would be, you wouldn't be, be listening. Wrong, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be on episode two if you didn't like tangents because they're going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, also, we talked a bit about like getting the curse off is, is kind of what we mainly talked about. Is that um, it's it's kind of hard to talk too much. I think about using snag with the rest of the box until we get to the rest of the box. Um, but I think the thing that I, that I like about, I find interesting about snag, it's quite an interesting thing that you, you're getting in this box, actually. And I don't think there's another box like it, is you're basically getting a giant sized model. Yeah. In a, in a, a fortune box. I th- I yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a big old chunk of resin, aren't they? They're um, <laughs> the closest. I was gonna say the closest thing is probably Crossy Balboa in the Goblin Pirate Box. But yeah, even then, and Doug for forty mil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Snag, Snag isn't sort of. He's not. I mean, the, they're not. They're not that chunky. They're more. They're more um, sort of slender and slim yeah, and tree-like yeah. rather than a yeah. big. Chunky model like um, Doug or Crusty, uh, but yeah, yeah, they're they're def they're definitely um, they definitely don't look short next to a troll or a giant. <laughs> yeah, say. Isn't, isn't and we're coming come to Gump later, but isn't Gump? I think Tom mentioned it last time I saw him that he's Gump's like the tallest model. Oh, Gump! Yeah, Gump is the tallest model in the game. Yeah, yeah <laughs> excluding yeah. excluding like flying bases and stuff. Gump yeah. is the tallest yeah. model in the game by a by a a, a quite clear margin. Uh, yeah. they they are massively tall. Not chunky, as you say. So it's very different to a big chunky troll. Yeah, or a giant. It's still yeah. a kind of big model. Yeah, yeah no, I think yeah. Gump Gump is um, really sort of thin and lanky looking, but massively yeah, yeah. massively tall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is there anything else you want to add about Snag, Joe? Um, um, we'll, we move on because we'll kind of talk about the synergies between them once we've gone through all of them. Because yeah, there are some synergies between them. I mean, even just a quick scanner, you can do that. That's cool. That goes with that. That's cool. That goes with that. But we I'll, kind of need to talk about the other ones before we do that. So I mean, you Snag, want to take about Snag? Snag was really weird to design, playtest, and the likes, and was quite fun because he, because they're sort of. Because they're obviously a tree folk, they're going to play with the tree folk quite well. But at the same rate, and what people obviously aren't going to see f- for a while yet, is they are a v- they're a very good uh, pick in shades for the spirit sub faction, and um, uh, the their last three abilities sort of play into that quite a lot as well as the tree folk. So their resist hand thing is a, a massive thing for some of the shades. The laying out curses, the friends repeatedly being slain. So it is. Re- it was really fun trying to get the balance between them. But uh, someone asked me while sort of playtesting them how to describe Snag, and, and they're they're a bit weird. And I think the best way I can put Snag as sort of as a role they take when you put them in your troop, they're sort of a tank with finesse damage dealing because they're, they're not gonna just run in and do three melee attacks and then kill three models immediately because i mean yeah melee four and plus one impact and piercing is it's like decent but it's not out of this world for damage dealer 
But if you're sort of taking your time with them, I mean, the way I quite like playing Snag is waiting right till the end of turn. Because you wait right till the end of turn, it's more likely one of your models has been slain, so more likely you get a free Deadwood curse. And more importantly, right at the end of your turn, your opponent's models ain't moving anymore. So you can very, very sort of surgically even run to, right towards the middle of your opponent's troop and try and get as many curses on that model as possible. And then going into next turn, sort of figure out if it's worth applying more curses or running off and making sure they don't die and, you know, lose all the curses. They're yeah. quite fun to play around with, but it's a really weirdly, weirdly finesse type of damage dealing thing they've got going on, which yeah. plays quite well in both the shades and the sort of lesser vault tree folk. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, no, I think I think I, I like snags a bit different and a bit new, and I, I, yeah. I like that. Um, a bit different. Um, yeah. They they got through about twenty two versions of uh, their cards before we got to our final version. Yeah. As did Gump too. These these guys, ah, <laughs> uh, they, they they have a lot of new and weird, interesting tricks, which took a while to uh, get to grips with from a playtesting point of view. Nasty cards. Jack Jack to see if the pants um, okay, uh, Root is our, is our next one. Also a tree folk and a spirit. Uh, melee 2, range 1, arcane 4, evade 0. Um, another new possibility, like a few actually, that we haven't seen before. Uh, so wood spirit, I quite like this one. When I first read it, I was like, what's the point in the in the first bit? I was like, oh, actually, it's not what I meant. So it says this character made dog of wooded patches, same as Snag. Um, like the same as Daniel and Gump as well, but we'll get there. Um, I like this one though. Friendly tree folk within twelve, which is huge. Yeah. Like within twelve inches in in Moonstone is a massive area. And that's an over twenty four inch diameter circle. Um, yeah. Ignore wooded patches and other friendly tree folk for determining cover when using arcane abilities. Um, that's really cool. I reckon. Um, and then a ability called We Are Root. Um, can't think where that's from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very obscure. Um, each time the character would be slain, it may instead drop any moonstones as if it were slain and restore half its health, rounding up. If it can be placed within a wooded patch created earlier this game within 12 inches, then remove the wooded patch. So, just to clarify, Jake, when I read that, I had to read it a couple of times before I was really sure what it does. Mm. So, if root is, I'll, I'll explain what I think it is. And you can say, yes, that's right, or no, Dan, don't be an idiot. Um, so I'm pretty sure what this hit is, if Root would be slain, um, instead, they can drop their Moonstones, restore half the health, but there has to be a wooded pack within 12 to do that. Correct, yes. Right. But them um, thematically, but if it helps, it's basically because the, the tree folk are... Um, the, the best way I've heard it described by Susie is they're basically hermit crabs, except, you know, the, the shell is the tree and the crab is like this, this spirit which keeps inhabiting the tree. What this is basically right. is roots, you know, it's reduced to zero wounds, the tree is destroyed and its spirit just really quickly flits out to another tree off yonder. So... Right. That makes a lot of sense. I found that's a really good way of putting it. Um, so, yeah, so as long as there's a wood patch within 12, again, again, root 12 is essentially unkillable. Yeah. Uh, as long as there's a wood patch within 12, you can't yeah. kill root. Okay. So, um, it also doesn't say 
each time. Um, if Root's not carrying any Moonstones, does that matter? Doesn't matter, no. Okay. Uh, they only drop wound. They they're ba- basically if they have Moonstones, they drop them. If they don't have Moonstones, they drop drop them because. Yeah. It would have been hilariously overpowered if they could teleport their moonstones twelve inches away. Yeah, yeah, no, no I agree with that. But I wasn't sure if yeah. they had to have moonstones in order to be able to resurrect as a work or to bear yeah. No, um, no, they, they they can, irrespective of how many stones they have, they can. Yeah, uh, they can basically, the, yeah. The, the only kind of the only if is there has to be a, a wooded patch created earlier in the game within twelve. That's the if, isn't yep. there? And um, so if I, there's I, not a wooded patch created within twelve, then the um, they can't. Um, they can't resurrect. Yep. Not the word for it, but yeah. Yeah. I, I will say the we haven't used the words uh, friendly wooded patch. If your opponent makes wooded patches, you can steal their wooded patches. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. So um, yeah. <laughs> it signals uh, wooded patches. All wooded patches, not just ones you've created. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, wood spirit isn't just one you created. There's also ones yeah. already there in the game. Like yeah. this one happens, but woods down. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Um, and then next possibility for root is new growth. When this character uses an arcane ability, it may suffer three wounds instead of paying the energy cost. If this reduces it to zero wounds, the arcane ability is cancelled. Um, that's quite fun. So basically, it's a, you can because just to finish off before. Talk about that one is that Roots has Verdant Growth, which is you know creating wooded patches. Like several other people have got Verdant wood, Growth, Reagan's got it, and a few others in Leshevol and other factions have got have got that. Um, so it's basically it's basically a free wooded growth, isn't it? Like if you do two of them, you could then cast it again, but you'd then be on one wound. So. So the new growth is once per turn, so you can only use you can only use oh yes, spend, it is, yeah. spend so you new growth once. Yeah. Um, so you could do new growth once and then do verdant growth as well to, to stick two down at the beginning of the beginning of the game, which would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, but also as we get to later, like Gump likes having them around as well. Um and all of these models as we kind of hinted at can all jog over wooded patches anyway. So None of these ones mind they have been the wood patches out because they just can kind of ignore them. Yeah. Completely with wood spirit, they can literally ignore them. Um basically they're just a pain in the ass for the opponent, but not for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah, Snag doesn't mention wooded patches on his cards much, but yeah, having being able to ignore them for the purpose of cover means they can sort of slink around in the back throwing out the curses, uh yeah. hiding from their opponents say for example if they've got a bunch of curse on them and they want to play it safe and not die it's quite useful for snag just to be able to sort of play back and escape quite easily through the wooded patches you've created whilst your opponents have to slog through them yeah um cool so um just to finish off root like i said seven wounds for root sinker to move on rising attack called encroaching roots the impact or piercing um, deal two, one, one, two, one, and then nothing surprising attack against low guard. Um, if the enemy model suffered one or more wounds in the round of melee, then it cannot take a dog action at the end of the turn. Which I believe is the same as. No, it's not from someone else. No, no, there, no there, there's other models. There's other ones that have that. Yeah, I think uh, Poppycock and C6G off the top of my head. 
I know Papa Gump is his knee smasher, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not rising attacks, those ones, but they, I think they have pretty yeah, much so exactly the same end step. Same kind of end step effects. Um, it's actually quite damaging, really. Potentially quite damaging. Um, given that Root's not, you would look at Root and think, oh, they're, they're there to hurt people. Um, it's it's really nice if you're running them in with the sort of intention of getting them killed. Because yeah, it would let them disappear back again. Yeah, because it's it's sometimes it's quite nice to get root killed on purpose because a you can reposition them quite nicely. Uh, B if you're sort of getting them killed by running into melee and flaming at something which they have no right attacking, sometimes you get that signature and you you know stick something in place for a turn. So as well as the enemy being surrounded by wooded patches, they now can't jog. Uh, and third of all, if root is reduced to zero wounds and then respawns, well. Snag, Snag has had a friend who's just zero wounds. And, yeah. 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 and it was essentially um, cost, you, cost you is a wooded patch, which if Root has yeah. spare energy or spare wounds after that, they can just try and regrow it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it being written to you. I can see them being really fun. <laughs> really fun. <laughs> um, I'm going to move fun. on to yeah, I'm going to move on to Dranu and, and Gum because I think we need to kind of get out what they can all do individually because mm-hmm. I think this this is one of the most synergistic boxes actually yeah recently I think that, yeah. there's a lot to talk about about how to play them together so I think we'll get on with talking about Drania and Gump and then Drania 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 and yeah. Gump and then come back. So Drania is the only one in this in this set that's not a tree folk. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it, it, they're they're a spirit melee three which is quite high for kind of a non melee Range one, arcane four, evade minus one. Uh, they've got trickster, good old trickster. Everyone loves a good trickster, <laughs> um, apart from when you're facing against it. Um, so I will just, because uh, Loki's got trickster, Freya's yeah. got trickster. Is there someone else as well? well I feel like there's Fox four now. They've got trickster. Fox um, so when this model successfully bluffs, after resolving the effect, you may reveal the bluff and gain three energy once per turn. It's really, it's, it really screws up like your ability to call bluff and as an opponent. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> um, and then they've got Shifter, another new um, possibility. Character may jog over wooded, wooded water features and wooded patches. Um, and then ability called Mimic, so then then so Drania's got no active abilities, just two passives and two arcane. So the first arcane being Mimic costs zero once per turn. Activates on either a green or a pink. For both of them, the number's actually irrelevant. Just green or pink. Choose another model within eight. This model gains one of its keywords to the end of the turn. Or on a pink, this character or a model within four, which shares a keyword with this character, gains plus one energy. And a catastrophe to counter suffers two wounds. Um, and then it's got cunning, costs three, eight inch range. Target restores X plus one wounds. Then the target shares a keyword with his character, move X minus one. So there's a lot of keyword stuff with Drania, which is interesting. Or on a pink, target suffers X, X magical damage. Then if the target shares a keyword, this character move, uh, this, this character move, oh, that's a bit weird. With this, 
Ben, if the target shares a keyword with this character, move it X. There we go. There's a comma in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> move it X. Um, cool. I've just got, sorry, listen, I'm just going to put my daughter to bed again because she's decided to get up. Um, <laughs> you can't fall asleep. Okay. I'm in the middle of recording something for you, but never mind. Um, I'll let you and I'm going to take her to back to again. I'll let you two just, if you wouldn't mind talking about the, 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 the background of Grand York, that would be interesting. Jay, and I'll, I'll come back in a minute. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> oh, Su Susie is far more keyed up, keyed up on um, Drania's backstory, unfortunately. But um, I say, in an <clears throat> oh, pardon me. Sorry, I've got a bit of a sore throat. Um, uh, but long story short, Drania is basically a trickster god who um, you know, delights in you know annoying people. Um, <laughs> And uh, this uh, the the model is just basically a representation of her when she walks along Sir Talva. Um, Susie is a get, can give you a lot more detail about that, but what I can, I guess what I can uh, talk about is uh, how the tree folk came to be because I think it's quite amusing. Because yeah. oops, sorry. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think I, I think I said at the start um, that about a year and a bit ago, tree folk didn't really exist as a, as a sub faction. They kind of, um, well, yeah, didn't really exist. But we, because we had a box um, of models which was basically Drania, another model which has now been shifted down the line, um, and then a model, a model which is based off a tree, an end to live in F. Whatever, sort of whatever you had in mind. But well, that, that was sort of really the thing, really. Because I went away and wrote this thing up, and I sort of had both these these ideas in mind of this small little this like small little wood sprite thing, and this massive lumbering end, and put all these rules on a card, and me and Tom tried it out for the first time, and it was hilariously overpowered. Long story short of it, because it had yeah, it basically was a model which had the the mobility of roots and the unkillableness of when we get along to them gump. Uh, no. We sort of sat sat back afterwards and gone. Oh, I really like this bit. I really like this bit. I really like this bit. Okay, okay. So tell me what we do. We'll we'll, we'll, split, we'll split them into two characters. We'll have the really small, light, you know, quick one, and the really big, uh, massive, uh, tough one. And we'll we'll just play test both of those. See which one we like the most. And you know, we'll stick that one in the box. And so we so we played them. We played around with these two tree folk, and after a couple of games, we were like. I really like both of them. I don't want to ditch either of them. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's how a single tree folk model became Root and Gump. Um, split into two, sort of grew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, and um, and a few months later, and a, a lot of and a lot of quite fun play tests with them. We um, were having a chat with Susie about lore and stuff. And um, she was saying, "Oh, why, why, could we, could we, could we make um, Gump like a dual faction shades and uh, be like a bit?" It, it was, a, it was a story idea went nowhere, but basically, a, you know, a dead sibling or something. And um, initially, at the time, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't like the idea because the sh shades um, aren't going to be really good at healing. One of their sticks is they're very bad at healing, but they have lots of reanimators. And Gump, when we get along to them. Uh, Gump heals a lot. Gump's major thing is he's always healing. So I was like, nah, I don't really, I'm no, not a huge fan of it. And then a week later, we really liked the narrative idea. So <laughs> Tom sends me a message whilst I'm at, so I think it's Gotham to Samaria, 
And I was playtesting Moonstone with someone there at the time. I just got on my phone. And I was like, oh, Tom wants me to make a, a dead tree model. And then, yeah, then just Gump followed from that. Sorry, Snag followed from that. So, yeah, it just started off as one model, just spiraled out of control, basically. Huh. That's really cool. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how um, yeah we we had this idea for a box and then we we just keep mining and mining one idea further and further and further and then it just splits out into this whole other big thing and yeah it's, it's I, I really like the tree folk because of that because they just sort of they very naturally and organically mm-hmm. very thematically sort of grew out of nothing it was quite nice really. Oh, um, I can't remember where we were at oh, with Drania. Drania would got to the end of the, the front of the card. Yeah. I think we're on her final ability now, I think. Uh, cunning. I, think I, I went over what Red Cunning out, was. Red so out, just to yeah. finish off <clears throat> Drania's card, so they've got eight wounds, signatures on low guard. I think someone else has got duplicity. It looks familiar. I don't recognize it. <laughs> um, does no damage. Um, if there was a model within four inches that did not participate in this round of melee, and shares a keyword with this character, reduce damage suffered to nothing. Which is very good. <laughs> it's basically can't touch me, but yeah, it's basically can't touch me, isn't it? But not quite if, if she's not within four inches of a spirit or, or sharing keyword. Um, and then enter perfect swap positions with a model within four that did not participate in this round of melee and shares a keyword with this character. So just to get the keyword thing straight, so Granny's only got one keyword to start with, which is spirit. Now, there are quite a few other spirits actually in the Leshot Factor, looking at it before we started. And there's three other tree spirits in this podcast we're talking about. Snag, Root, and Gum all have the spirit keywords. Um, and you could actually quite easily make a spirit troop. Um, particularly now, particularly with, this, with the with the release of these ones, you could quite easily make a make a spirit. You can make a spirit troop and have options left over for other spirits. Um, so you wouldn't necessarily need to use the green part of mimic to gain a new keyword necessarily, as much as you might think, because you could potentially build a build a list based around sharing a keyword with Dramia. Um But there's also advantages to, to nicking a keyword off an enemy model mm-hmm. um so there's that too because you because you could you know, in terms of friendly stuff being able to do things with friendly models with Drandy, you don't ideally you don't want to be spending the green one to share keywords because you'd rather be doing the pink of mimic to just give someone an energy herself or someone else a, an energy um but cunning for example if you want to do the x magical damage and then move the mechs um, yeah. you could nick a keyword off someone not nick um, gain a keyword off an enemy and then hit them with that in order to move them and do damage so um, something to think about I think I think I would probably because I think these four all go together really well I would be tempted to just stick probably one more spirit in and then potentially do someone that doesn't have to revolve quite so much around these like a like a healer but we'll get to we'll get to troop builds in it in a moment and, and others outside of these boxes that can be used with them. Um I know that you've obviously one I have to go upstairs, you've got been chatting a bit, but should we move on to yeah, yeah. yeah, should we move on to Gump 
and then we're done with explaining the cards and then we can talk about builds and 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 synergies and things yeah that works for me cool so gump so gump's in a box by themselves and as we kind of mentioned gump's very tall um i haven't built the model yet but i can't wait i have a really big moonstone model um gump's also a tree folk and spirit melee three range two arcane four quite high for a big big model evade plus two um, lots of passive abilities on Gump, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so Gump's got Woodfoot, same as Snag, so can on Woody Patches. Ponderous, can't take reaction steps. First character with that. First character with yeah. that. Another um, one called Knotted Branches, basically plus two impact. Um, bark Skin, Piercing and Slicing are reduced by minus one. And Forest, after the character suffers damage, it may restore one wound for each wooded patch within four inches. So if you can get Gump surrounded by wooded patches somewhere in the middle of the board, they are very hard to shift. Yes. Um, but if it once per turn, you can do that. So, um, but what I like about that one is it's not like, yeah, some of them say the first turn counts yeah. damage. You don't need to waste it when you suffer one you damage. You don't need to waste, waste it on, say, so, yeah, well, if you suffer one damage, I'll put in, I've got three wooded patches around me. You can wait till you go, oh, I've been hit for five damage. <laughs> no, I haven't. It's two. Yeah. Um, so I quite like that. You can kind of save it. Um, so that, like someone can't... Like, like, well, yeah, with like, with, like, protection, for example, which is the first time you suffer damage, you don't suffer any, where you just do a really weak attack on it just to get rid of protection. You can't do that on this. Because I'll go, you know, Gump's got 12 wounds. You go, okay, I'll take a wound. I'm gonna save that if, for your big hit. I'm gonna save that for when you fire your 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 um, blimp lock at me. I'm not gonna use it on the pistol shot, which has done one damage. I'm gonna save it for the big hit. Um, if yeah, in fact, you can, you can it can backfire quite a bit if you just deal him um, if you deal him one damage because if they're already wounded and you deal them one damage, then they could use that to heal up. You know, three wounds and just you know net two wounds for the entire attack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so if someone's like chipping off with like things like the Goblin airship is terrible. Yeah, if it does like one wound, it does like two wound, or whatever would be, uh, it is that's impact, I think. So it wouldn't, he wouldn't get the minus one. But if you're doing like, well, I would do one wound, oh, I've done two wounds, next one, I've done one wound, and that's okay, I'm gonna get three back. Yeah, yeah, like, like and, if Gum has two wounds and you shoot him for one, uh, with the uh, peach shooter. But like surrounded by four patches, for example, then they're gonna you're gonna yeah. shoot them back up to five wounds. It's uh, yeah, yeah. You, you need yeah, to be definitely. yeah, you need to be careful while they have that access. Yeah, yeah, because really, if you start to hit a few wounds off, you then need to hit Gump with something big. Mm. Otherwise, like, there, 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 there's like no point in doing a little attack on Gump if, if they've suffered a couple of wounds because you just yes, you can get the wounds back. And of um, course, all of this goes to pot the second Callista puts protection on them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then he, uh, then they're just they are unbelievably. T- well, well, we'll get into it when we talk about troop composition. Yeah, yeah. They are unbelievably tough when you build around them. Yeah. Um. So last couple of bits. The call of the woods, an arcane ability. Cost two, eight inch range. Move target enemy X plus two directly towards any friendly tree folk. Then the target suffers one wound for each wooded patch within four inches. Holy cow. <laughs> um, 
And bear in mind that the Gums got Arcane Four, which is really high for a big guy. Um, Dash <laughs> uh, Speed's model cannot move or be moved and has its melee range increased to three inches at the end of the turn. So it's not actually really that bad a Dash Speed <laughs> at all. Um, it's. It's a Leshevolt spirit catastrophe. It's technically bad, but if you time it right, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's already moved and it's sat yeah. nicely between the wooded patches or like covering a couple of moonstones. You want to extend yeah. their range to three inches. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're getting it. <laughs> yeah. oh, you've got the Revenant with you. I wonder if the Revenant might happen to do visions of the future on Gump. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like someone planned that. <laughs> I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> um, so there, Gump's got, as we said, we've got 12 wounds and 2 energy, it's fairly standard for a big, a big one. Circuit moves on low guard, rooted, um, does no damage but can counter a rising attack as normal. Um, this model cannot move or be moved and has its melee range increased to 3 inches until the end of the turn, a bit like the Catastrophe, or something like Catastrophe. So, end so... depth. I was going to Go say, on. so that one's uh, increased until the end of the current activation, not the end of the turn. That oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, ends of effect, if this character was not slain, <laughs> it restores one wound. Yeah, um, <laughs> just a bit more healing, just in case they need it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Gump's going to be a pain in the ass to kill. <laughs> um, yeah. Nah, well, uh, you'd have to do it with It'd be something like uh, you, you you could kill it. You could kill it with something like yeah, they're a tough um, one. We'll, we'll get onto it. Low key, be a good one. Does impact damage and ignores passives. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah, anything that ignores um, passives is quite decent, actually. Yeah, and they'd um, still be able to heal off their signature though. So, but but with yeah, three but yeah. with three melee, it's not hugely reliable and you chuck a couple of other models around them and then the melee starts going down quite quickly yeah and they've got a lure so they're normally dragging things towards they want to be in the center engaged and therefore probably engaged by a bunch of things so yeah yeah cool well that is all four and we obviously we've alluded to some of the synergies already um because you can't not really um but I think, yeah, there's quite a lot in this one. It's an interesting, it's this really interesting release, I think. I mean, they're always good, of course. Um, but I, I'm very intrigued by this one. Because um, we and Jack were talking a bit before we started about, like, who would we put as the fifth and sixth um, troop? Um, I was thinking, if I was going to add, because I, I, I would very much bring these four in a troop. Yeah. Um, because I think they go together really well. You want the tree folk together, really. I think Drania goes with them well as well. Um, I would potentially bring Wendigo mm. as, a, as a fifth. Also a spirit, so it goes with Drania and the keyword really well. Is also sure-footed, yep. so ignores the woody patties that are going, are going to be going out. Um, yeah, can't benefit from wood spirit, obviously, but the fact that you you know there's going to be wood, but there's, not going to be quite, there's probably going to be three woody patties out by the beginning of turn two. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then I was thinking about the fifth one, sixth one, sorry, potentially um, Reagan. Um, 
just to yeah, just to be sure that you can definitely get some more wooded patches out. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, but I was also thinking you you there's not although Drania can obviously heal and Gump is it's difficult really. I was thinking, oh, you need a healer. That's like, well, actually, you don't need it as much as you normally would because roots are virtually unkillable anyway because they can just jump into a wooded patch as long as you've got plenty of wooded patches around. Gump is really hard to kill because they heal so much themselves. But then you've got to think, well, Drangia will still need healing. Drangia has a heal, but yeah. not has a heal, but does have a heal. And then Snag doesn't have a heal. It's your it's your kind of standard oops, everyone's all accidentally healers in Leshevolt anyway, sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, which, yeah, exactly. The Leshevolt is that a lot. Um, yeah, I was kind of thinking, I wasn't sure about the last one. I was thinking about something, diff- something a bit different, like, because sometimes you, I, I sometimes think with a troop, you don't necessarily want all six of them to have to want to work together. Yeah. Sometimes one, a, a sixth model, you can kind of, oh, there's a Moonstone really far over there, no one near anyone else. Right, I want someone that can go and get that Moonstone and doesn't mind not being near the rest of them. So someone like Jada is a good one. He's yeah. quick, he's also short-footed, so there are one yeah. thing out, get there. Doesn't mind being on the doesn't mind being on the cripple a little bit. Mm. She can just shoot her bow inwards. Yeah. Um when she can, sort of not mind being on the cripple either, but she um, can definitely snipe off things which have been slightly battered by the all the deadwood curses and the call of the woods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, also, may just yeah, but also her signature is better against models that are wounded. So oh yeah. Um, Jada could be a fun one. Yes, you can be a bit anxious about not having a I guess designated healer, but She's quite a fun one for, for that. And then obviously Callister is a good one. Um, oh, yeah. One, because she can put protection out, which is always good. Um, but also with... Um, she gives spirits plus one arcane. Um, and... Yeah. So joy would Joy of Entropy work with, like, Root? So Root's not actually slain very much in the no, same way as Revenant, so they don't trigger Callista's Jewel of Entropy, but they yeah. would trigger Snag's Vengeance because Vengeance specifically mentions if reduced to zero wounds as well yeah. as yeah, yeah. if slain. The character's are good for the, for the, for the um, protection and, and, and heal. It does mm. heal as well. The only thing with Callista is Callista wouldn't be able to get the plus one energy from Grantia, so... Um, yeah. Well, she wouldn't get able to get a plus one energy in case your opponent was calling a lot of bluffs, because if um, your opponent calls, if you're if you if you're going with mimic on Drania and you say, oh god, a cream one, your opponent calls a bluff because I don't know. Some people, everyone plays round tricks differently. If your opponent plays and your opponent yeah. calls bluff and a green one, you reveal it. Ah, it is a green one, and you say, okay, Drania is now a human, and then you say pink two. Yeah. And now you can chuck that energy to Callista because now she shares a keyword with Callista. Yeah, you can, yeah. yeah. And, and Mimic is so flexible as well because, well, like I said, there's a trickster. So you're, yeah. some people will some people play around trickster by calling bluff on everything so you don't get the plus three energy. If you're playing against someone like that and you have a green and a pink in your hand, you can quite safely go green, keyword, pink, to get, get the energy. Because the other thing with Mimic is it doesn't specify any targets. So you don't need to specify a target before drawing your arcane cards. You can just draw your arcane cards, then come up with a plan, then play your cards and just, you know, sort of yeah. style it from there. If you have a pink and a green you think your opponent's going to call bluff, yeah, you can do that. 
if you only have pinks, then you can just chuck that extra energy to root. I, I do like chucking root and extra energy with Draenor at the start of the game yeah. because because you can do two verdant gross and then do three verdant gross. Yeah, <laughs> get yeah. get get every single wooded patch you can have out turn one immediately. It is. It is horrifyingly efficient. <laughs> yeah, because my other one, I was thinking, um, I mean, if he's kind of good in any letter on this, really, would be was, was Brother Daniel. Um, oh, yeah. One, you know, having a model that gives out plasma energy is always going to be a good thing. But actually, the movement as well, um, it's not a particularly high energy troop. No, so no. having a model that can also just shift that one a little bit. You know, like Gump can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. having a model that goes, actually, all of you can move an inch up. It's a weird old Leshevolt troop because you, you don't have high energy with most of the tree folk because obviously Gump's got two energy. Snag's got three energy, but it's really easy for them to get pipped. Root is yeah. constantly beating themselves up, so they're normally at two energy. But, yeah. but uh, the thing with them is, especially Root and Snag, they don't have much energy, but they have ways to use their arcane abilities for free, which sort of makes up for it. Yeah, as I was thinking, yeah, and, and Drania's got an ability that is free, so... Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Although they haven't got a lot of energy, they're not high energy dependent either. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and, the other, and the other really weird thing for less short players is they're tough. <laughs> they're yeah, quite they tough. a lot tougher than your your normal uh, less short models. I, I mean, um, yeah. I mean... You, you've had a, a model with damage resistance before in Leshevol. There's like the Jackalope. It resists one type of damage. But Gump, Gump doesn't just resist one type of damage. No, no, no. He resists two whole types of damage. Yeah. And it's... Um, it's you, you really notice how, how effective that is in Leshevol because they have so much healing that their damage resistance is, is sort of... Um, uh, Respect it's respectively better in Leshevolt because they have so much access to healing that it's yeah. so much harder to get damage onto them. And then when you pile passive damage reduction onto that as well, you can get a horrifically tough gump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's quite a lot of I think there's quite a lot of choices really what you could take. I mean the Revenant's a good one, because the um, Revenant can do visions of the future on Gump. Um, and it's a spirit, yep. so it can still be supported by, can work with Daniel, okay? Um, I have, I've in, loved that bit in particular because the best way to deal with Revenant as normal is just sort of wound him and then just leave him with no energy. But if he's got Drania nearby, then Drania can just chuck him some extra energy if it has been that has happened, or no, um, yeah, or she can she, she can kill him with cunning. As well to get to heal him, and of course, killing him with cunning to heal him up to full means he yeah. has been reduced to zero wounds. So now Snag gets a free Deadwood curse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, uh, it's 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 fun. It's just, it's just fun trying with Root and Revenant, especially just throwing them at your opponents, saying, "I'm going to get them kills on purpose. Please help me." <laughs> Yeah, you notice your opponent um, starts playing a lot of guards when and refusing to kill your balls, which we spawn when snacks on the table. Wow, 
Yeah, cool. I mean, they, I mean, you've got them like the the the, the witches are all spirits, spirits but yeah. it's a difficult one with a witch. I think I like to take Antonia because the witches also like to have the other two around them. Um, not yeah. that you wouldn't take one by themselves, but you tend to take them as a three um, because they just benefit each other. I've... It's hard to have Antonia without Danica and Danica without Zoe and Zoe without Antonia. Um, I've, I've, I've I've had quite a lot of fun with the witches with these guys. The um, specifically um, what's the, three witches plus Snag and Gump. I have quite a lot of fun with, especially if I'm playing against a troop which is heavily dependent on blue or pink arcane abilities, because uh, it's green. The, um, sorry, because all these are green. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's the. So Danica's medal with face is something I, if I'm playing the witches, I try and find a way to get that into the game plan. And medal of fate being the one that just takes a bunch of cards out of the deck, and it's yeah. normally most effective against some uh, a troop which is spamming one type of uh, thing. So like a soldier troops, soldier troops I find normally are heavily dependent on blue arcane for all the field medics, and like fairy ones are heavily dependent on pinks for the all the you know magic damage. Um, but well, yeah, when I'm playing the witch, I try trying to meddle with fate to get all those things out. Really useful thing with the tree folk is that unlike the other beat sticks like Lubard, Eric, and the, maybe the jackalope that you take along with the witches, uh, the tree folk are spirits. So when Danica's pulling cards out with meddle with fate, they're just contributing more and more cards to that. Mm. So I mean, if you're just using there's just the three witches, snag and gump base, that is you're seeing the top fifteen cards of the arcane deck. <laughs> Which, which most of the time is you take out the, th the three and the two twos of the opponent's colour that they really need, which yeah. obviously it really hampers their ability to get the thing done that they want to do. But if you're taking cards out of the deck, you're slightly increasing your chance of seeing a green. So yes, for Gump yeah, yeah. and sn Snag, their arcane abilities are hitting slightly more. And um, really weird side effect. For Snag, he's more likely to draw a green in his resist hands now. Ever so slightly, but it does count. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think the possible there's quite a lot, there's a lot of possibilities with these ones. I think there's there's opportunities to try out a lot of different things. Um, I think there's some less revolt. You kind of think mm, they don't really not not as helpful um, as others, but yeah, I mean, hard to know what what wouldn't go well at all. With them. I mean, I mean Lash Revolt as a whole tends to work quite well together, as all, as all the yeah. three factions, current three factions do. Um, when you look at things like, like Chubbs isn't quite as useful because he does stuff with fawns. Um, I thought about being Anya as well. Anya could be quite a fun one because she's got a, a, a explicitly a heal. And if you do decide to go a bit mental, you could change her into Stigger Anya and then she's a spirit. Mm. Um, so, but I definitely think when I definitely think. For me, Wendigo was like the first one I went yeah. for, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it's it's the spirit and sure-footed mm. of Wendigo that I really liked. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, slightly high energy. So he 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 you probably don't necessarily need to be targeting him with Daniel's plus one energy. Um, but he could also be moved around. Yeah, if you want to get him closer, you know, if he's suffered a couple of wounds and needs to get in there. She can heal him and then move him a little bit before he then activates. So uh, there is, there is, there is one quite fun thing you could do with the energy with uh, Wendigo and Tranya though. Is uh, if you've got, if you've got two pinks in your hand for Mimic, so the ones that give out energy, 
and your opponent calls bluff on the first one. You give the first energy to the Wendigo, then you do it again. Give the second energy to Wendigo. Wendigo now has six energy, so two mind controls. Be mind control, yes. Yeah, and and they can just and Wendigo can just jump into a wooded patch and just sort of quite happily skulk around in there, quite safe from the enemies whilst he's throwing all these mind controls out. It's yeah, it's it's very it's very nice to play using. <laughs> yeah, and um, it's. Yeah, and it also makes it even harder for your opponent to sort of try and get into the tree folks forest, as it were, because as well as them having to navigate three wooded patches and gump, um, there's there's now a model on a 40 mil base which saps your energy if you come close to it with quite a terrifying. Yeah. And controls you if you're not careful. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I really want to play with these now. Um, oh, awesome. um, yeah. Exciting stuff. I've, I've had some fun as well with um, sort of dropping Wendigo and Dranya into a Fawn list as well, because you have all the normal Fawnish support for Wendigo, and then you have, sort of have Dranya sticking around near the Wendigo so that if she can't nick the Fawn word and you know become swift and get all the Fawn buffs from Hoff and that whatnot, she can at least play a pink and chug an extra energy to Wendigo. Just, yeah. But, I mean, I know, I know we're mainly talking about tree folk, but. The weird thing with Dranya is because she can steal any keyword, she can play reasonably well into pretty much any lesser vault troop because yeah. I mean if she if you need her to synergize with a specific model, she can nick the keyword and go about her business. Hell, if you've got if you've got Noel in your troop, she can start the game by becoming a troll. And then <laughs> yeah. Noel can Noel can put tough as old boots on her. So she's now got tough as old boots for the rest of the game. <laughs> it's, yeah. there's some really weird and funky combos with Dranya um, some of which I am sure I have not noticed yet and I can't wait to but find out like, which ones yeah I mean I mean, she, she can go with Klaus and become a cultist mm-hmm. and then you get plus one, or another plus one melee um, she could go with Gloom and Jackalope become an animal and then he can move it yep. <laughs> uh, move her if he, if he wanted to Um she could, does this for free as well, so she's not giving does it for free, yeah. Um, so, an arcane four, you're fairly likely to get a green. Um, yeah, I don't know what, what I mean. She could become a noble and you could have a bodyguard. Well, I don't know if there's any bodyguards in Leshevolt, but no, then there are any bodyguards in Leshevolt, but you can. I mean, we're talking sort of building a troop around it, but there is also the potential of. You see your opponents playing uh, goblin troop. Okay, I'm going to become a goblin and I'll spam my signature and teleport your entire troop all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I uh, the the I suppose the stealing keywords of the opponent is usually best when Drania's got a spirit or two nearby her because yeah. then it means if somebody attacks her, she can she's still got her signature to sort of lean on to keep her safe. Yeah, because I was thinking about having her like like not necessarily using the 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 tree folk but she could be useful very useful like with the three witches the revenant and say mm. um you could like like if you had wendigo zoya antonia danica drania and the revenant um could be quite fun it's mainly melee based but you've got some it's an interesting <laughs> arcane to paint out you've got a lot of pulling people around and moving people around you've got an unkillable model um yeah. you've got 
yeah, you've got you've then got six spirits, so she hasn't got to worry about spending. Um, they've not got to worry about spending the the worrying about trying to get the mimic off because you've already got spirits around you. Yeah, so sort of friendly stuff. Um, oh, that was I, my first thing when I saw her. I was like, oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna build a spirit list around Grania. Yeah. Then, oh, I I am. I've tried a couple of those. They're fun. They're, they're, um, the spirits in Leshevar, I kind of sort of view them as you've got sort of the witches, the tree folk, and then there's sort of an overlap in the middle where something's uh, like Revenant and Wendigo, where it's neither a, a witch nor a tree folk, but it can quite happily slot into one of those and support one of those. But now, yeah, Drania's sort of in the middle and she can sort of bind them all together quite well with the, mm. all right, I'm going to... I'm going to put, I'm going to give any old spirit an energy if they want, or I'm possibly enough one if my if my opponent keeps calling bluffs and I draw on a whole hand of pink, and then you throw Callista in there and everyone's getting plus one arcane. So there, yeah. it's it's an it's an interesting little list. But yeah, Drania, Callista, Revenant, Wendigo maybe, and yeah, just a couple of more spirits. It's it's fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we're we're getting on a bit. We've done out over an hour. Um, so I was thinking, because I always like to do the counter to this. Then, like we talked a little bit about the counter to Gump. But the main thing I think the counter to Gump, for example, is you have to you can only hit Gump with high damage stops. Yeah, yeah, they, they don't like um, need to do the high damage stuff. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, so things the... like fire spitter, ribald. Are much happier shooting at Gump than 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 the P shooter or low low damage fairy stuff, which you, you get things like um, Fizzle Pop and things like that, or even like bows. Like m- most bows are like X wound, X piercing damage, which against Gump is very rubbish because you've got to get two just to get yeah, one damage in. Piercing and slicing, so um, so he's very, relatively immune to like bows and things. Crossbows better. Yeah. So, um, and still piss is not ideal, but flintlock is always good. Flintlock's very good against him. Um, against against them, sorry. Um, with evade plus two, and you, you know, flintlock's can be drawing a lot of cards. If if flintlock can see Gump with all the woody packets that are around, <laughs> <him>. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the other, uh, the other way I find quite useful to get Gump out because uh, Gump's normally from my experience really tough because they sit in this sort of this little fortress of wooded patches getting the forest heal off and then um, trying to sort of engage things one at a time and then spamming their signature to also repeatedly heal that crumbles really quickly if sort of near the start of the turn you can lure them out of it because if you lure them out of that wooded patch fortress um, and sort of engage them with a couple of models. You can distract them, knock their melee down, and then just sort of pulverize them in combat. Because, yeah. I mean, with Ponderous as well, they can't reaction step. So whilst you're trying to lure them out of the forest, they can't do anything about it. They've just got to sort of stand still. And it, sort of leveraging Ponderous to be a massive disadvantage to them is also a really useful thing to do as well. And like I say, if you can knock his melee down and tr- and try and make sure they're not drawing that low guard, you can sit relatively reliably at three inch range and just sort of poke it, uh, poke at Gump, because they can't reaction step in. And until they draw their signature, 
they've got a two inch melee zone, so a three inch will outrange them. So it's it's sort of carefully maneuvering around them or just dragging them out of all of their support elements and just yeah. uh, turn them into firewood like that. I think you can try to think of models that can pull. You've got things like um who can, who can move. Boom, 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 boom. Agatha, 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 boom, yep. boom. Um, tax tax collector I found is quite useful against them because Gump can sort of sit in this because depending on where you the, the, the way the tree folk I've found it seem to play is it sort of depends where you're going to build your sort of your fortress of wood patches and I quite I usually quite like building like a fortress of wood patches around a stone which I think there's going to be a major fight around in the center and if that is the case and I put sort of gump on top of it to prevent anyone from harvesting it if I sort of have a window with gump to harvest it I will harvest it because uh, I'm now getting it on a model which is not going to die. Um, yeah. Gump's melee attacks are are okay. I mean, three three melee is fine, and plus two impact is. I mean, it's good if you're doing impacts, but it's not like Gotch Gut where it's plus two to everything. Gump's melee. Yeah, it's, it's fairly standard for like a big one, isn't it? But with the big, I mean, that's a fairly. Well, I like the consistency in that with the with the bigger models is you tend to have lower melee card less melee cards but pluses to damage yeah um, that's pretty I, consistent with the giant and the trolls isn't it yeah and gump kind of suff suffers because uh, uh, off like in aggressively in melee gump kind of suffers with that because they've got two cards which they can play for bonus impact damage so they're quite predictable if they're going to attack someone so they yeah, generally if they only, yeah fallen swing rising attack and that's it yeah um, so generally, if they want to end up trying to wound something, their arcane ability is normally the best, and it comes to the advantage of you know putting an enemy out of place as well. But yeah. if there's no good options for that, I quite just like picking up stones with Gump, and uh, because if he is um, in that sort of fortress of wood patches, they're not going to they're not going to yeah. die if they're um, repeatedly healing with you know forest their signature, maybe Callista's helping as well. So. Yeah. And even and even and the thing the thing with Gump is even if even if your opponent does manage to kill them, it's going to take most of their energy yes. to do that. Yeah. So they, they aren't digging up moonstones. They aren't targeting your other models because they're just trying to take down Gump. I mean, I think compared. I mean, I know that um, uh, some of the trolls have got like uh, Ramshackle armor and. Um, Bristlenose has got scaly skin, and uh, oh, Boulder ignores all damage by minus one. Most of the giants and trolls have got some way of reducing them. They've got to get pieces damage. Mm. Um, Dimmer Dimmer only impacts, and Lubard I think uh, does none. Has none, and neither does Dwynhill do it. So like four a big, a big one. He's uh, Gump's the toughest big one. Like yeah. in, independently, well, not independently because they need wound patches, but um, yeah, if if they've got the support, they're uh, a definite hot contender for one of the toughest models in Moonstone. <laughs> yeah, I think there's the thing with, with, with that as well is that um, is whereas I think it's which one is the ability where it has to be a wounded patch created by. Oh, ah, yeah. root. We, we are root. We are root. So we are root. Obviously, we are root is really, really awesome and is a really good way of root not dying. 
but it still has to be a wooded patch created earlier in the game. Whereas Gump, which is any wooded patch, yeah. So there's already wooded patches around. Yeah. Gump doesn't rely as strongly. I mean, I know that wooded patches are one of those things that you, there's not usually loads of them on the board. Mm. And it's so if you're playing a friendly game and your opponent was like, oh yeah, I'm going to use tree folk and then builds their board with loads of wooded patches, you're like. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just really hard. That's just like, okay, you're going to give yourself a huge advantage. But there's usually one or two woods yeah. on the board anyway. Um, I, and then you're adding more in, and it's just, um, you know, I mean, I mean, when, I mean when, when we set up a board, we usually put a couple yes, of, of wooden yeah, patches on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's... Gump, Gump is really hard to kill. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, if Gump goes into the middle, gets a Moonstone and just hits there, you could just ignore ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> <Another game. laughs> you know, and, and you can do things. I think one of the best ways, of, probably one of the good ways of dealing with Gump is if they do go and get a Moonstone, it's almost kind of let them get the Moonstone and do things that take their energy off them. Because then they can't be doing it. They can't jog very far because they're going to two, and then they can't step because they've got no energy. Um, and they sort of can't do call of the woods if you keep taking the energy off them. So I think for me, I probably wouldn't actually try and kill Gump ever. To be honest yeah. with you, I don't. I don't. I think it's like I look at it and go, well, they're too hard to kill. I can waste my energy trying to kill Gump, or I can steal their their moonstones. There's, there's models that can steal the moonstones off them. Um, you know, and I think if you think about models like um, who are the ones. Uh, that can steal moonstones with arcane abilities. Um, who can steal moonstones with arcane abilities? Oh, a Kaufman. Kaufman. Yeah. Kaufman. A couple of the rogues, is it? Um, tax collector. <laughs> tax collector can, yeah. But that's it, this is not an arcane ability, is it? Uh, no. I'm thinking that Gump's easy to hit with arcane abilities because he's plus two. Yeah. Um, is, I think Krusty's one isn't arcane, is it? Krusty's one is a tricky one. Arcane. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and and it's not it's not stealing order? a stone per se, but it does drop your opponent a stone score, as it were. But you can use Butterfingers. Yeah, Butterfingers. Both, both the ability um, and the model. I yeah. know Jack would be uh, a fan of one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's a couple of models that can steal. I think. Yeah, Muradai can do it, but the model has to have less, to have less wounds than this character. That's quite hard. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's I mean, um, if, if you manage to get that off on Gump, fair enough. Yeah, and then, yeah, same with Claudia. It's tricky because that's have less more wounds, but with Claudia, obviously... But yeah, can Claudia's do, got the impact pistols, doesn't she? Got the impact pistols, so can do, do more damage, and can do them twice, and is sure-footed. Yeah. Oh, so Claudia yeah. can kind of Claudia's quite a good one actually against these other, I think, because she can ignore the wooded patches better. Um yeah. And, and then they can do the thing, yeah. So the staff stand and deliver um is quite good. Um of course of course another, you know, who's another model that's good against anyone that kind of relies on a particular passive ability is is Swiggity. Um, yeah. Oh, you, 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 you like ignoring wounds because of wooded patches? You know what? So do I. I'll take that off you. Does he remove it from them? Yeah, it does. Yeah, so that's it. It removes it off them. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, it's uh, Thunder, 
target loses one passability of your choice until the end of the turn, well, gains it. So go and attack Gump with Swiggity, steal that ability, and now Swiggity's really hard to kill. You <laughs> <laughs> could also take things off route that you might be relying on. Was it wood, wood Spirit? Could take We Are Root off him. Could take We Are Root, yeah. <laughs> Oh God! If because he takes we are root off root, and they do like and you end up because you can get neutral destruction, it would kill yeah. root, and then Swiggity could appear next to another wooded patch. <laughs> so Swiggity is really good against these. Like if I was using Dominion, I thought, like, okay, I'm going to bring Swiggity because Swiggity is just guaranteed funniness against any trooper. Yeah, it's guaranteed funniness. Like pirate, actually. Pirates as a whole troop build is quite good against it because they've got a lot of impact. Yeah, yeah, lots of impact really hurts Gump, especially if you um, can't get those wooded patches up in time. Yeah. Um, We should do that. We should do Pirates versus Tree Folk. That should be be quite fun. And Um, Pirates pirates can be sort of built to be just mobile enough and just dodgy enough to sort of get the really important stones out of their grasps. can get there because the tree folk are they're, they're not aside from root with all the teleporting stuff the tree folk aren't really that fast but once they get on top of something you're not shifting them yeah yeah which is an important thing so really which is why I think of, yeah which is why i thought about bringing daniel with them because a way of shifting them all up a little bit mm. um but yeah and things like i think commonwealth humans could potentially because they do often have some quite high damage stuff like poppycock hurt like hell plus two impact oh god yeah Poppy, you know yeah. plus three damage impact and <laughs> piercing um and you know, so slicing is plus three sorry yeah but you know, it, and even like lock high damage um but i guess the thing with that is like that looks like oh that's quite good against gump because they can really get his wounds down got rubbish against root though Will disappear somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's not, I mean, yeah. Fritz is fun against Root. You just attack one of the other bigger trees and just corn cut a root, uh, sort of coincidentally. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the, the sort of speaking about ways to get rid of gum. One of the sort of less obvious ways of sort of um, taking down Gump is to kill Root repeatedly and often. Because eventually you'll get to the point where yeah. has no yeah. patches left, and they'll they'll just be playing catch up, trying to get patches out so Root doesn't die, rather than actually supporting the rest of the tree folk. So if you get yeah. if, if the if the wood patch all clumped in one area, and you get a model like like Fritz, like I was saying, uh, and you can just repeatedly corn cutter and just position it really well, you can get into positions where you're like, okay, I kill Root, okay, he respawns, he's and they're still in my engagement zone. I attack Root again and kill them. Oh, they're over there now. I jog. I attack Root again. I kill them. There are no yeah. patches for you left to respawn. That's it's the thing, isn't it? That's, really yeah. awkward, but it can be done. And yeah. I mean, even if you don't end up killing Root, if you end up, if you end up spending like two energy on models activation to kill like two wooded patches, it were that's sometimes worth it, worth doing before yeah. you go in on Gump. Yeah, and actually. I was thinking that because one thing is that Commonwealth humans have got they've got a lot of health for a start. But actually, if, if you've got a fancy, I played an interesting game I didn't film actually against Phil um, a couple of nights ago, and he used Commonwealth humans. He got fancy, and interestingly, he didn't bring Eric with fancy hat. Oh, okay. and Agatha instead, 
But actually, what, what I, and I, I hadn't planned this. I used um, like JB Task Collector um, for the first time. What I didn't take into account was just how fast they all move. I'd forgotten <laughs> essentially how far how far they can all go because the Baron gives them their energy back. Yeah. So I mean, literally by the end of turn one, Fritz was halfway up the board, and so was like two. I was like, oh, I wanted to get those moves. I just run away, and I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rally so, try is scarily good. It's very yeah, it's yeah. very so underrated. I mean, what I kind of mean by that is that. like, yeah, one of the ways of getting around kind of this thing about them getting up and getting standing and being unmovable is the aim of the game is not to kill each other it's to get moonstones so if you can get the moonstones first and then just stay out of their way they can't really cut it's very hard to come after you yeah, um, yeah in, in a weird way even though they're quite slow the tree folks sort of are in a bit of a rush to get the moonstones asap because the sooner they have them the sooner they can focus on doing what they do best which is yeah. not die <laughs> basically yeah. Yeah. With with snag popping their head out of the wood patch every so often to curse stuff and be irritating. Yeah, um, quite a good one actually. Is something like natty and anything, anything with um, look of innocence is quite good because then Deadwood curse is much harder to get off. Yeah, um, obviously yeah. You, you you could give snag the energy from Grandia so they could do it, but um... or you wait till they end the turn and curse someone near natty. Because I mean, Natty, yeah, I mean, Natty in particular wants to be near, near loads of people, so you can usually yeah. splash um, near, near people. No, she, no, no, she has to disappear in the crowd, so she oh, wants to be near people because of that. That's it. Um, yeah, okay. interesting. I think I want to kind of play them a bit more. Um, just think about how else they're, they're quite fun, they're, they're a very different approach for Leshevolt certainly it's mm. a lot it's a lot slower and tougher than Leshevolt normally plays but it's it's distinctively Leshy on the counts of look at all my heels and wooded patches yeah and we have yeah, they, they, I think they've still got yeah they've still got enough of a Leshevolt feel but actually I, I think you're right they do kind of branch out what you can do with Leshevolt the Leshevolt like I say tends, tends to be decent energy three or four on most models and every other model's a healer. Um so it tends to be okay. I don't mind taking four wounds because I've still got three healers left. Um <laughs> so whereas in, in this this you could almost apart from Drani, you could almost not bring a healer. Um or not bring an additional healer. When we're talking about who you could add to we're thinking about the Revenant and Wendigo, we're not really talking about healers. Um yeah, like Callister, Callister not yeah, it wasn't necessarily. I was thinking, oh yeah, you could bring Daniel, but he, Daniel's not. Daniel's not an out-out healer. Just quite good for doing a bit. But actually, I'm not sure about Daniel. I mean, yes, Daniel can bring in the energy, which is always useful. But I feel like this this troop might end up spreading out a bit. They're yeah, not they... necessarily going to clump up really close. Like Daniel likes being a little bit, but because you've got a twelve-inch all yeah. on route, they're not necessarily bothered about being really close together. Um, yeah, it's funny. But Dan, Daniel's like healing ability, well, unless you can get him up there with them, is quite tricky. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned about the clumping up thing because, yeah, it's kind of weird because, I mean, normally when you have these sort of um, synergistic bubbles like Poppycock and whatnot, you have this one model which you sort of um, gather your entire troop round and club round. And I mean, if it's gnomes, it's really, really clumpy, but if it's something like Poppycock with six, it's slightly less. Um, so, yeah. 
the tree folk don't really clump around a single model and we didn't really want them to do so that's why roots range on wood spirit is so long the idea is yeah. that they could sort of flit around on the outskirts doing what needs to be done and not requiring to be clumped up near other models but they sort of try and clump up around a section of wooded patches it doesn't they don't necessarily need to be close to each other but it's just a re it's a really like i was saying it's a weird play style you sort of clump up around specific terrain features which you grow up out yeah not necessarily your, other models yeah yeah and your synergies and abilities sort of trigger off targeting um would uh put wooded patches being near wooded patches rather than oh i'm a tree folk that's a tree folk this ability says target tree folk does this it's that's one of the other really weird things about playing them for the first time and yeah it means you can splash in a lot of other models quite easily because i mean yeah Dranu's not sorry jade is not a tree folk but she's sort of got this interaction with wooded patches with sure footed so sure she'll fit right right in quite nicely and a model which we I, i'm shocked that i haven't mentioned yet who fits in really well with this um lot um eric the enlightened fits in really yeah, well with these guys with the yeah. um yeah the go walk through wooded patches and gain energy from it and the javelin which ignores cover yeah yeah, yeah, definitely Eric's definitely the one. Um, yeah, so I, I, as you were saying that, I was thinking, I wonder if he's going to say Eric. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also Eric's a bit tough as well, like, with Lesser Rock Field. Like, I don't think once per game, but he could take a big hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at that point, you have your front line is a 12-wound model, which is Gump, an 11-wound model, which is Snag, and a 10-wound model with a pseudo-protection thing, which is Eric. Yeah. And they're all hiding behind wooded patches. They're yeah, crazily tough. I mean, and I know. I mean, my favourite thing to do with Eric in that troop isn't to run in and you know do all of the thrusts and rising attacks, all the piercing damage. I really love using his signature because it's got that one-inch move on the enemy. And what I, I I think Tom loves doing this as well is you get snag and you try and <clears throat> layer up a bunch of curses on one model. And then you just sort of set your rest of the troop around luring the entire enemy troop around that one model as possible. <laughs> so you have Gump pulling models towards it. You have Eric, you know, signature of pushing them towards that model. Drania's got all of those pushes on cunning. It's yeah. So you're playing this really <laughs> weird mini game at the same time of how many curses can I stick on this one model and how many models can I throw in its direction? Yeah. Um, another one that actually I think thinking could be quite good. I mean, Eric. Eric definitely does do that well. Um, is Antonia? Just but I know that she wouldn't. She wouldn't get the plus one arcane stat um, for being with Danica. But no, that's too much because like visions of the present. If you wounded a few people, because she can do visions of the present without needing the extra energy like some Netherworld things do. But if you like wounded a few people with Deadwood curse a few times. So by turn three, they've got down to half health. Oh, look at that. Just killed you with Vision of the Present. <laughs> um, because they suffer that because they suffer that damage before that you know they're gonna suffer it before they can heal it. They start yeah. there's a few models that have started the turn on half health. You're like, well, which one am I gonna kill? Um that's quite fun. Anti spirit so goes with Daniel already as well. Cool. And the uh, candy apples is fun. 
like I was saying. Yeah, and I was thinking that yeah. also, yeah, also, yeah, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking yeah. as you were saying oh, about moving people around, I was thinking, oh, I think there's someone that can move. Um, <laughs> so, and, and technically gloom to a certain extent if you've got animals in the opponent list. Mm. Like if you're facing Hogwarts, oh. oh, gloom nasty. can move the animals. Oh, that's and three inches as well, so you can move them quite far. Yeah. Um, Layer up like four curses on Hogswash and then just wait till the end of the turn and get Gloom to push him around. <laughs> yeah. And also, Hogwash is quite easy to hit because he's quite big. Or mm. Doug, for example. Um, so, what other animals that are particularly Hogwash, Doug, yeah. Billy. Um, I don't know what other animals there are. Vesper. Vesper. Well, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> uh, in, in with fairies, if you can curse Vesper and shove her into the middle of a load of fairies with three curses on her, you're going to massacre the whole fairy list. Yeah. <laughs> Snag um, makes taking Gotchgut with Diana really scary now as well, because Gotchgut is really easy to curse, and just yeah. you just need to lure him like one or two inches, and now he's in the range of a couple of fairies and just pulsing out damage to them. Yeah. You probably it's won't wounds, kill Gotchgut. Damage as well, so. Yeah, it's wounds. So it gets through all the dam- any damage reduction. Um, wounds are always more scary, and, and the, it's good against the, the Goblin King as well. Actually, um, mm. a it got gut, but also with Royal um, Privilege as well, because he can do it twice. Goblin King is kind of the only one that can actually offer damage twice, isn't he? Because if you've got got yeah. gut, you can or, do bodyguard ones, and then you can do Royal Privilege ones. Yeah, and then so if Portly Pete's around, you can offload this again. Yeah. Um, Gob- Goblin King. The, the f- funny thing you mentioned, the Goblin King. So I've got Dranier open up on my desktop at the moment. Is that he's got he got a really weird interaction with Dranier, which I'll warn people about now. Uh, if you're playing Dranier against goblins and your opponent has a Goblin King, do not turn her into a goblin because yeah. the Goblin King will run up to her and pulverize her because his signature is really good against goblins. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Um, it's, it's happened to me before. It was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, cool. All right, I think we've we've done an hour and a half on four models. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think we kind of covered everything we can really. I can't think of anything else to add at the moment. Um, anything else you can think of adding, Jack, before we go? Everything we briefly discussed before we start recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You happy with everything we covered, Joe? Can you think of anything else burning things you'd like to add? Um, nothing that, um, nothing that comes to mind on the tree folk. No. Cool. All right. Well, we'll leave it there then. You, you said you, you wanted to say a couple of things, Joe. You before we start recording, you wanted to add oh. something at the end. Yeah. Um. I. I. I assume you'll get this probably out within the next couple of days because yeah yeah there's yeah so i just i just want to mention there are a lot of events happening this month so if anyone wants to actually to uh take out the tree folk for a world you've got a hell of a lot of choice um if you go on the long shanks and events page you can see this all but um just just a, a quick brief summary there's um a manchester event in element games uh on the ninth there's one in pool in Entoyment Wargaming Hobby Store on the 23rd. There's one in Texas, and I'm not 100% sure on the location because I'm not in the US. Um, but that's <laughs> on the 23rd as well. 
There's uh, another one going on the day after in uh, Cornwall in Colonel Martial Arts on the 24th. And um, finally, on the 30th, there's uh, an event going on in Hemel Hempstead on the 30th. So, I have a feeling that there's one on in Spain. Soon. Oh, really? I'll, I'll be I honest, I'm just I, reading I, I, I might just be completely making it up now, but I thought I remember seeing really? an event in either Germany or Spain. I was like, well, oh, that's exciting. There's something somewhere else. Oh, awesome. I might be going to pack this one, but obviously, it's, it's late and tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I'm just reading off the Longshanks event page because I've, I've, been, I've been to a couple of these events. They're brilliant, great fun every time. And I mean... If you if you've never been to a Moonstone event before, I definitely recommend it. They're not. I, I keep calling them events because I don't like calling them tournaments because it sounds very competitive. The word tournament because yeah. it literally is. I've ran six of them in Bristol now, and it has always been basically people turn up and want to play a couple of games at Moonstone and chill. Basically, yeah. they're they're yeah. brilliant fun. I can't recommend them enough. And yeah, definitely. we've got a new tree folk to test out now as well. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. Well, I think we'll leave it there then. Um, while we've been doing this, I've been thinking about another podcast I want to do. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, won't, I won't announce it now because I'm not very good at I'm, I'm not very good at saying, oh, well, I'll do this and then actually doing it. <laughs> 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 so, um, I'll keep it oh. in my, my, my back burner. I need, I need to make a list at some point of what the next some I've got loads of ideas now. Actually, recently about podcasts I want to do. I need to write them down, otherwise I'll forget them. Um, as well as the ongoing narrative, which actually we, we need to do at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Finding time to record it and do it when it's definitely quiet and I'm not going to be interrupted by children walking downstairs. Um, <laughs> quite tricky. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, well, I guess you know, a positive thing for anyone who likes listening to this podcast is I've still got loads of ideas, <laughs> stuff I want to talk about. Um, so yeah, it'll still keep coming. It'll be sporadic as normal. I can't. I, I definitely can't stick to any kind of um, regularity of how often we'll do these podcasts. But they will keep coming. So please be patient with me. Um, and yeah, and I'm sure next time we do another. And obviously, I think it's it's been. I did see it on um, the, the Facebook page recently. You know, people started talking about that the, there's going to be a Kickstarter soon for the for the Shades faction. Um, it's been. I don't want these word leaked because I know it's not leaked. It's intentionally been done, but I know that's going to be soon. So we'll definitely do a few, probably a couple, more than one podcast around that Kickstarter and around the shades. Um, Cause that's a very exciting new development. Um, lots to talk about there. Um, and that's quite soon. It's October. Um, so there will certainly be a, a podcast around that time about them, if nothing else. Um, and like I said, we'll try and keep plodding on with the rest of it, but I do appreciate everyone listening. Um, I can't remember if I said it on this podcast or when we were chatting before we started, but almost hit 16,000 downloads yeah. um, at the point of recording, which is pretty awesome. And I'm pretty sure those downloads are only what I see on Podbean downloads, not, I don't know, it's iTunes, but Apple, the Apple version of a podcast and, and other ones. So um, it's probably more than that altogether. It's amazing that 16,000 people want to download and listen to my voice this often. <laughs> uh, uh, what we know, something that I had recently, is someone, someone had posted on Facebook like that they'd listened to like episode five and really enjoyed it. I was like, oh, people still listen to the old ones. <laughs> um, and and someone put a post up saying, I'll you know do my normal. Someone had put like my my pre-tournament preparation and they 
a link to the to the to a to an episode. I was like, that's yeah. I'm really that, glad people still listen to it. And that, and that was and, that was the goblin that was the goblin one where I was on for the first time because I remember seeing that yeah. as well because it was my event they were going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going to yeah. event. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm really glad people kind of that this is still useful to people. I right? I think I think I think when I first started playing Moonstone, when we first started playing Moonstone, and we kind of the only people doing stuff. Um, now, like loads, there's loads of loads more content creators doing stuff. I sometimes I worry that I'm not relevant anymore. <laughs> Sounds really weird, but like, like not. No, no, that's not the case. But I think I'm still really pleased that this podcast is still popular among Moonstone players, which I think it is. Um, it is obviously the only Moonstone specific podcast. Um, Original, original, original <laughs> best, <laughs> if you like. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I just guess I'll just finish off by saying thank you to everyone for continuing to listen, and, and it's really nice that people are getting stuff out of it because that's why that's why I do it. I don't get anything else out of it apart from I get to sit around with a couple of mates talking about Moonstone. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just really pleased people enjoy it. So thanks a lot, everyone. Yeah, well, thanks a lot for coming again, Joe. Nice, always nice to have you back. Um, yeah, it's always my, my internet works better, which is even better. And thanks for coming over again, Jack, and joining in with your fun. Cool, yeah, all right. Well, I'll, I'll finish it there. Obviously, Joe won't, won't disappear yet for us, but he will for you. Um, so, yeah, thanks a lot for listening, everyone, and um, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.